Prepare yourselves. Come on in. Welcome to paradise. This is the PowerShell Podcast. PowerShell Podcast. For anybody who fools around with this is playing with dynamite. It's all about PowerShell and the PowerShell community. Yes! That's awesome! And now, here's your hosts, Jordan Hammond and Andrew Plaw. Hey everybody, welcome back to the PowerShell Podcast. I'm Ultra Superstar Jordan, and with me is the birthday boy, Andrew Plaw. Yeah, thank you. That's better than the other intros I've been getting recently, so thank you so much, Jordan. I have, been, I have been harsh, but on your birthday, I'm going to be nice. Yeah, I should have had a birthday hat for this. That would have been really fitting. And to be clear, today, as we're filming, is not your birthday. But if they're listening on the day that it dropped, I'm just, I'm just, I read the tea leaves. Yep. And guess what? We had to celebrate with my boy, Brock. What's up, Brock? How's it going, guys? You know, I just feel honestly just so happy that I could be here for your birthday episode. It's a monumentous occasion. I think we, well, I guess last year we didn't have one because it wasn't the exact birth date, but this is a big month for us. I hear the uh, episode after this is, falls on someone else's birthday um, announcement exactly. to follow. It's, I just like to highlight that I've already started off. For those that are watching on YouTube with a mistake, I'm supposed to actually pull Brock off the feed while we do the introduction. And instead of doing that, what I did was not not do that but it's all right you saw how <laughs> professional i just brought him in i was like oh wait he's right there he i just hi. i, I was so, funny as i was totally expecting it too i was like am, am i just on here yeah i uh just I'll, smile I'll, and nod yes i'll be honest i was, no, I was excited for your birthday i forgot how to do my job hey it's better this way to be honest because you know some some of the stuff we want to highlight is brock's yeah, but I mean, what's really important, you guys have had some big wigs of PowerShell on here, you know, like basically the creators of PowerShell, right? But what's even more important is it's Andrew's birthday. So this is probably, you know, the height of the PowerShell podcast right here. <laughs> so let's let's just get through some of the crap that Brock's done so we can get back to what's really important. Right. Andrew. Andrew turning 27. Right. You think I'm 27? I have okay. no idea how old you are. Guess. I mean, is that your official guess? No, I am going to guess that you are officially 30 years old 30 that's a 30. big birthday uh what about you brock official guess i'm gonna say 32 no 33 Ooh, i'm feeling 33 all right jordan is right i'm turning 30 oh dang see that me and andrew are so close that we actually just know what the other one is thinking i've told him for weeks and, and he, he just <laughs> never remembers so i'm glad it came now <laughs> that's big man 30 yeah i know i'm gonna have some korean barbecue to celebrate i'm very excited for it what's sad is that i am officially 10 years older than you are i don't know if you can see my shirt oh this nice. is a birthday shirt my wife just got me because so my birthday was like last month Level 40 unlocked. Well, you're 40 and you're still cooler than me, so keep it up. And I don't know about that. little secret for the people who don't know. So Brock and I, we do work together. And also we play some Rocket League, which is a video game where you drive cars and play soccer. And Rocket, I mean, sorry, Brock is a beast at Rocket League. Like one of the best top 1% in the whole entire game. And he just carries me all the time. I try, you know, my backpack's only so big. And, you know, I really got to join like... I see if there's like a senior league out there or something I can join because 
these little competing against these little 13, 14, 15 year olds, you know, is getting hard. I think your prime is coming once you kind of like register for that senior <laughs> age bracket. You are. There we go. That's I'm it, man. My career. By, by the transitive property, he's carrying both of us because you carry me on the podcast. Brock carries you on the video game. Brock's got a lot of weight on his shoulders. I do. And it's tough to deal with that kind of pressure. Well, it's, he carries us on the on the blog front too. He helps put out a ton of our amazing blog PowerShell content out there. All right, so I'm going to sure. go into. Oh, go ahead, Brock. I, uh, I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure that's why Jordan actually tolerates me, is because uh, I think me writing blogs means less blogs for him to write. So, actually, he I always love, treats me very nice. I I love writing blogs. It just when it became. For a brief time, a solo endeavor on the webcast. The prep for that took so much time, it just fell to the wayside. I'm actually starting to write again, which is nice, but I can't keep up with. And let's just go over some of these topics so people can see the true gems that Brock has put before us. Uh, how to use if statements. That's always valuable. I've, I've read that one. I've used some of it. Let's see, he's got uh, customizing Visual Studio Code for PowerShell, which is a big one. In fact, we did a webcast andrew and i and tara on that together and most of what we did was just read brock's blog live on the internet and yep. then the top powershell commands to know which is awesome because it, it goes over the the three the three biggies get member get help get command mm -hmm. and then it goes into a little bit more of the more functional versions of the commands to use early on it's yeah i'd recommend all three i've read all three and there's a whole bunch more, to be honest. I don't even yeah. think those are the most popular ones. <laughs> those are just the three most recent. I, I went uh, I went by date. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, blog you've written? Oh, gosh. I mean, you know, I wouldn't say it was my favorite at the time, but it's just an absolute beast of an article is the, the RoboCopy article. Oh, yeah. I, f I, I was mean, thinking that, to be honest. That one, when I wrote it, I mean, this is including screenshots and stuff, so it's not, you know, there's a lot of screenshots in there, but it was like 50 pages. There was a lot of stuff to cover when you're like, just like, here's all the information I can find about RoboCopy, you know, and just kind of like putting it out there. And um, what was cool about that one is there's a lot of information out there that wasn't so accurate, you know? And these like big blog sites that are like, you know, you're talking like top one, two spots on Google ranking and stuff that like put information out there that's not completely completely accurate when you actually test it yourself you're like oh well this doesn't actually function this way it functions this way and this is why so that was a tough one but to be honest my favorite ones are still the powershell articles because there's just a, a a level of creativity that comes with the powershell articles that you don't get i don't think with the other ones so have, have you run into it uh i i ran into when i was writing a blog about where there's a lot of bad information where Shortly after you write the blog, they update the product. And so everyone else that was wrong is now right. And your blog is now no value. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. And it's tough. I've definitely, uh, in, even these last few weeks, there's there's been a few options or opportunities I've had to go back and kind of like update some content that may not be as accurate anymore. And it's tough, especially in the tech field, because like stuff changes all the time. You know, you might write something and then a month later, it's obsolete or the process has changed or something so that's a big part of it is going through and like updating that stuff it's especially high risk with powershell because they're constantly working on that one yeah my example is i did the an apex blog for a long time there's a bunch of information where they do get apex package for all users and then pipe that into remove apex package 
And it never worked and no one knew why. And it's because at the time there was no all users flag for remove. So you would grab packages for all users and only remove it for that context instead of for everyone. So I wrote a blog for a workaround on how to get it into place. So where when everyone logs in, it would work for every user. And then like two months later, like 1809 came out and all users was there for remove. And so I, I had, I had my, my, my brief time though. <laughs> you had your moment in the spotlight. So there was a recent Reddit thread that I saw that was kind of cool about some non-sysadmin use cases for PowerShell. And some creative ways of using PowerShell. Did you see that blog or that uh, Reddit post, Jordan? I did. My first thought when I when I saw the title is like, oh, this is going to be some non-technical stuff. And I was wrong. I was wrong. Mm -hmm. There's like someone in there, they reverse engineered game data. So they use PowerShell to extract all of the uh, graphics files and data files and oh. use that to make modifications. And that sounds awesome to me. And like, so it's not sysadmin, but that is still a highly technical thing to be doing there. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a technical like level <laughs> of entry there regardless, right? You know, you're not getting your, you know, grandma and grandpa out there just whipping out some PowerShell to solve their dilemmas that they're experiencing in their life, you know, for that day. But yes, I mean, PowerShell is just so versatile that if you've got the technical know-how, I mean, you can really use it for a lot, not just like sysadmin work, IT work and, you know, whatnot. Oh, yeah. I use it so regularly to rename files, move things around. Like if you're able to manipulate strings and like do that kind of thing comfortably, it is so helpful to be able to just type a few words and be able to rename all your files in this folder correctly or you know pick a random number or generate an image data. and convert it to ascii art <sighs> i still got to see that by the way gosh i'll have to check my ps readline history because i oh i think it was like yeah i used ai or something yeah, and you then did, i used uh dolly image yeah. from uh doug finkies mm -hmm. And then uh, Adam Bacon's convert to ASCII. Yeah, so convert you, to ASCII or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'll have to show you that. You know, I've talked to him. Did I butcher his last name? I don't Adam know. Bacon? No, Doug's. I'm pretty sure I did. Doug We've Frank? talked to him. Yeah, he corrected me. And here I am still using the wrong one. That E is strong to me. Hey, well, we'll give him a plug. Check out PowerShell AI. Install <laughs> module PowerShell AI. Get your AI going on. No, but seriously, there's a ton of cool stuff uh, in that module. But So one of the reasons we wanted Brock on here for a long time is when he started first writing PowerShell, he had used PowerShell, but he didn't consider himself a PowerShell guy. So to his, be clear, I still don't consider myself a PowerShell guy because I still don't think I'm very good at it. But I've, I've read through uh, your stuff fair, and you're wrong. I will always feel that way. Yeah. yeah, I've read through your stuff recently. You're wrong. So it's just been... <laughs> It's been interesting to watch the, I don't know, the the path, because it did start off with, you know, it's a lot of basic questions. I'm like, I'm comfortable to answer these. And then gradually the questions are getting more and more difficult and I've got to start doing research to answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely been a journey from, you know, uh, before starting a PDQ and having a little bit of experience with PowerShell. And I think I'm introduced to it the same way a lot of people are, where it's like you've got some kind of project to solve and PowerShell's the answer and you just got to figure it out, right? Um, to go from that to then being like, okay, well, now it's time to officially start this like PowerShell journey and start from the beginning and work my way through it. 
Yeah, I can relate to not feeling like a PowerShell expert sometimes, but then you know, put things into perspective. You solved a lot of problems and you've helped out a bunch of people, myself included. I refer to a lot of those blogs. And also the benefit of writing blogs the way you do is that you don't really have to remember everything you've learned. <laughs> you can kind of go back and just be like, oh yeah, I learned about that. Let me look that up again. And knowing where that information is, and obviously, you know, because you wrote it, is so helpful for growing. Right. And I, dude, it, it honestly works out perfect for me because, uh, one, I mean, I, I've got a, a million, you know, faults that I could give myself, but one of them is I've just got a bad memory. And so it's like, you know, other people might pick up PowerShell and it'll just stick with them for a long time, whatever. But like I pick it up and I, I almost forget it immediately. So like writing blogs about this stuff really helps, but it's also a, you know, bittersweet because it's super cool to like have a PowerShell question. You, you search it up on Google and it's like the very first like response to your question is your own article. And then you look at that article, you're like, you feel this like so satisfied. You're like, oh man, I've, I'm number one on this search term on Google or whatever, you know? And then you feel so crushed though that you were like, I wrote this. I should probably know this information. No, we've all done, we've all done that. Yeah. But you were basically the case study for what Andrew and I have been claiming since we started the podcast. That if you take the time, you write the blog. You're just going to get better. It's, it's to the point now where when I do write stuff on PowerShell, it goes to you to uh, tech review my scripts, and you've corrected errors already, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, I do own your scripts now. You, so yeah, you, you all are, your scripts belong to me. Yep, you uh, caught an error. That means you take ownership. Yeah. I don't remember what that was. Do you remember? It was, I honestly, Called I was out live here on the podcast. I was writing out a comment and I was in the wrong window context. And so I didn't see where I put it and I couldn't find it. So I just assumed it didn't, didn't oh, go anywhere. That's and then right. You found just it. a misplaced cursor or something, right? Yeah. And I remember looking at it and I was like, I'm not sure. Like, it, that, that was a hard thing. It's like, I still feel new enough at PowerShell. I'm like, is he actually, is this right? Is this supposed to be doing something or is this not right? You know? So I'm kind of questioning myself there too. Well, you, you caught it. Now you own all my scripts. It was a, it was a win for you. You know? We're talking about learning PowerShell in that kind of beginner process. And the three of us recently participated in the first ever, from us, PowerShell for Beginners class. How was it? Did you all learn anything new? I, I mean, I was teaching it. I'm, I mean, I'll be honest. I did learn something new. The uh, control space, that was that was new to me. Oh, for like tabbing uh, or showing the available options for tab complete? Available, which I think is huge. Oh yeah, you know because I don't think a lot of people really, you know, they they have a, an idea of what they want to do, but they might not know the specific command or whatever to to get that and to just have those options pop up there for you. I mean, that's pretty massive. Well, yeah, I thought it was awesome when you went to test it. You left out a small part and you discovered something new. <laughs> so yeah, you, you, you did. I uh, get, the dash, right? Get process, you didn't do the dash. You did get process and hit tab, and it printed off a list of every current running process so you could select the process name you wanted. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. I had, I had no idea that get process did that, but it was interesting <laughs> fine. Yeah. Nice. No, it was interesting. It was, you know, it's one of those moments just like I'm following this beginner level stuff, and all of a sudden I'm I'm doing something I'm not supposed to do. And I'm like, wait a second. He just hits control space, right? And I'm not getting the same results. Yeah. There were some people who were pretty beginner level and there were some others who were 
a little bit farther along, but it was still relevant. Maybe stuff they'd kind of learned recently and helpful to hear, especially the reminders about get help. Um, but it was cool to see that those people who were even a little bit more experienced, we told them install module PS read line and blew some minds. <laughs> so thank yeah. you, PowerShell team and everyone who's contributed to that project because it's very easy to impress people who haven't seen it yet every yeah. single time. Yep. Yeah, it's a PS read line is pure wizardry, even for those that are familiar with it. Yeah, it's yeah. very cool. That, that whole that whole exercise yesterday, that event was really good. I thought, you know, there was it was it was smaller, but I, I like that small setting, especially when you're trying to teach. Um, you know, there was some really good information there. There was some great participation from people. You know, everybody. <clears throat> that's the thing with PowerShell is like, and you guys mentioned this a lot, but the, the PowerShell community, everybody just kind of like whatever they have to contribute, they're willing to contribute, you know, they're just willing to give up that information. And they're, they're, you know, even if they're not right about some things, <clears throat> you know, they put the information out there and we work on it as like a group. So. Yep. And you know what you mentioned, there was some good activity and interaction. And I want to give a shout out to somebody who was there learning key who said they were a podcast listener and who heard about it from the podcast. Say thank you to learning key. For joining us. And I think we're going to look to do some more of these in the future because I think there's a consistent need for people getting into PowerShell to like kind of have someone interactively be able to ask questions and show them things just to kind of get them started. And you'd be surprised how much time you can save someone if they don't know where to look and you do. You could just point them to the right direction and it saves them a ton of time. So I think we're going to kind of do this on a more consistent basis and try and help out some more people. We had another person that was starting a project for automating news or creation. And yep. instead of helping, we just, I mean, we, we did help. We sent him Brock's blog. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of these problems that you will be experiencing in your workplace, um, they've probably been experienced by others and they may have even been solved. And by finding the right resources or finding people who know the right resources is massively helpful. So yeah. get out there, get involved. Yeah. And not that I want to like promote my own stuff, but a lot of people will look at, you know, they'll, they'll try to find a, a resource online and they might find a script that does like most of what they wanted to do and they can just run the script or whatever. But the nice thing with that blog in particular was that it was, you know, it kind of goes through why the script works and like what each part of the script does and everything. So it's not just here, let me take the script, throw it in my environment, run it complete the task that I need to complete. Cause then you're not learning a whole lot from it. You know, it actually like, yeah, it gives you the script, but then it, it breaks it down for you and gives you all the information you need that you can then apply later as you come across these problems yourself. Yep. I really enjoy just blogs in general. They kind of, for me, a lot of times inspire creativity, give me some new ideas, kind of paint the map in my mind of like, Oh, Hey, here's a potential way you can do things. Yeah, no, that's why, that's why <clears throat> I don't want to say that they're, I mean, they are, they're my fallback. Like the PowerShell blogs are always my fallback if I don't have something like product related or some kind of pressing like SEO search term or something to write about. I always, again, I, I don't like to consider it my fallback because it's usually, I consider it more of my go-to. It's like, that's what I, I enjoy writing about it because the creativity and stuff that you can really just like express in those articles, you know, whether it's through your scripts or whatever, I mean, they're great. You know, you, you can just offer so much and uh, there's so many problems that can be solved with something. It's like, you can just write forever about it, you know? Totally agree. 
just like you could talk about it forever, like we do, because we love Power Show. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> now, over the years, geez, can you believe we've been working together for years now? Um, over the years, two years we've been working together, we've collaborated on a handful of scripts. Um, some longer, more challenging ones, some different things. But uh, we got to kind of do the pair programming experience. Um, how did you enjoy that? Is that your first time working with someone else who knows PowerShell and just kind of like brainstorming back and forth and collaborating? Uh, yeah, probably like in a, in a programming environment. Yeah. That's probably my first experience was with you and Jordan kind of like working back and forth between, um, you know, whatever task we're trying to solve with PowerShell. And honestly, I really liked it because it reminds me of just sysadmin work in general when you like, oh yeah, you have a problem to solve. My favorite problems to solve were ones that I was always working with another, you know, coworker on. You know, yeah, you could go through and you could solve it yourself and <clears throat> maybe you learn more. I'm not sure. But like when you go through with somebody else and you're actually problem solving, you're, you're bouncing back and forth off each other. I think you just have so much more to gain in that situation. And the same thing happens with the scripts, you know, uh, you know a lot more about PowerShell than I do. And so as we're going through that process, you you might be like putting a bunch of information out there, but then kind of coming at it from a newer perspective, I have a bunch of questions that's like they can get pretty deep, you know? And then all of a sudden you're learning because you're like, oh, I don't know the answer to that question or why this does what it does, you know? And so it's like a, a, just a good opportunity for both of us to kind of learn and grow from one another, so. Definitely. There have been a lot of those times where we're working on something and you're like, wait, so that works, but like, what is this? And then I'm like, wait, what is that? What's going on? <laughs> I have no clue. I don't understand PowerShell anymore. It seems like every time we run into like one kind of like, what the heck moment i mean I, I think i'm good at that is like finding that deep question and that that's that's a big problem with my writing too because i get into these rabbit holes that are just like they go deep you know and so i feel like i have to understand something at a very basic level and if i don't understand like if i have a question about something in particular it's like i've, I've gotta i can't write i can't focus until i get that question answered you know so can I give my interpretation of, of what your pair programming experience was? Uh, you two band together to try to fix my broken script and failed. It's still broken. <laughs> we, we didn't say it was successful. All right. Yeah. We never said it was successful. And let's be honest, it works sometimes. So I, I'm just glad I get a handoff responsibility. It's like, well, that was my failure. But now you guys really need to up your game. Okay. But was it your failure or was it Internet Explorer's failure? So that's why it, that's is that the the causation that we're relying on. The initial version did work written? completely. Something on the back end changed. Microsoft updated their website. I don't remember what it was. Um, but I think it was like TLS or something like that. And yeah, it's I don't know what the issue is exactly. But some of the anyways, we don't have to get into troubleshooting the script. But it works the first time you run it, and then it won't work again. But then sometimes it doesn't work. It's like, it's a fun situation. But there's competing responsibilities here at Jordan. No, I'm yeah. absolved. <laughs> I, put, I put out a functioning script. You guys yep. took over something. And no <laughs> How did works. we take over? <laughs> you know, through a series of events that are clearly other people's fault. <laughs> King, you can have your crown back. Yeah. It's yours again. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> 
you know that's maybe maybe that should be what our next community event is is we just troubleshoot that script live i thought about that to be honest with you because like a lot of my stuff is more public now i thought about just kind of more working on it in the public maybe doing some twitch stuff or sharing it on discord kind of thing and just if people want to help they can give me help if they know their th stuff or if they want to just watch because a lot of times watching someone who's been coding for a while and, and using the kind of the, the hotkeys and stuff like that can be very insightful like even just the way someone who's pretty proficient moves their mouse and highlights things like it can save a lot of time and end up making you a much more efficient power sheller or really i don't know whatever you're doing computer user nerd it's IT weird. Professional? You, you, you spend time doing something and you get better at it, you know? You do. But also, like, you have to know, because for hotkeys, for example, I kind of knew they existed, but until someone was like, hey, here's a couple you should use, and shout out to Fred, who kind of showed me that stuff. But until someone kind of showed that to me, I was just using the keys that I knew. I knew that end went to the end, but I didn't know how to, you know, use control and arrow keys to move the cursor around, or shift control arrow keys to highlight stuff, but we don't have to get too nerdy here. I still remember you getting mad at me when we were working on a script at one point, and and uh, I don't know, I wasn't, I, I don't, I don't remember if I was not hitting F five or I wasn't hitting F eight or something like that. You know, I think we were in PowerShell ISC at the time, and you were getting so frustrated oh. to watch my mouse drag up to the top of the screen and, <laughs> and oh, click yeah. that button. But I, I believe the reason that I wasn't doing it was because, like, the way I was sitting in my chair, my keyboard was like way at the other side of my desk, and so I was just driving everything with the mouse, you know. He but. was feet up, lazy boying it. <laughs> yeah, Andrew. Uh. <laughs> and you were getting so frustrated. You're like, just hit a five. You're sipping out of a drink with a little uh, umbrella in it, just relaxed. I get it. This is a little-known uh, true fact. Uh, the movie Whiplash. When J.K. Simmons throws the chair at the drummer and says, why did I just throw a chair at you? That is actually loosely based on Andrew teaching PowerShell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, beginners beware. Just kidding. I'm very friendly. They're joking. They're joking. Yes, 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 we are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I promise. <laughs> so, Brock, what is one thing that kind of a perspective change that you had as you learned more PowerShell, like throughout your experience with PowerShell, maybe a preconceived notion that you were just like, Oh, Hey, it's kind of used for this. And then you found it, it could be used for something else or what do you um, got? I don't know. Maybe this is a generic answer that a lot of people come up with, but just how versatile it is, um, how powerful it is, you know, like what you can really do with it. Um, because when you're when you're new at it it's like yeah you, you maybe you hear those terms and stuff and i had heard those terms and you know i had always heard, heard it heard it referred to as like oh yeah it's replacing command prompt or whatever and in its limited capacity i'm like okay great you know command prompt is fine and it's like yeah sure so i can do some stuff you know maybe write some startup scripts or whatever um <clears throat> but then it's like as you start getting into it, it's like oh hey i can i can solve this problem i can uh you know i can automate this i can totally get rid of this task in my life you know um so it's it's those things that it's just like you know i've i've heard it before but it's like you can really there's really not much of a limitation there to what you can do with powershell you know you can integrate it in so many different aspects 
um, which kind of goes back to that Reddit post. It's like, it doesn't even have to be like IT or sysadmin related. There's just so much you can do with it. It's so powerful. I was just saying PowerShell's taken over a billion sessions a month. That's amazing. I know. I've already proudly claimed I'm three of those. <laughs> I think I'm another three or so. So I'm, I'm very excited for, to actually dive into the non IT admin things, because when I write, it's more of an IT version of what I can do with PowerShell, but I don't really get to do PowerShell daily anymore. And so I really need to, the one thing I've always wanted to do is my own home automation. I don't know, I I should probably document my process, but so far the process has been ignored for several years. If I move on from that part of the process, then I'll, I'll give it to documentation. That would be sweet though. Dude, your talk of home automation desires is as long as our podcast right i remember for the long time <laughs> listeners they'll be like oh yeah that's right i remember you mentioned that a couple times it, it turns out though every time i get a chance i'm home i'm like oh yeah i'm really lazy that's <laughs> oh, what yeah, i'm I saying forgot. it's like <laughs> i had all these aspirations then i forgot <laughs> i was lazy well usually people pay me for my technical skills like mm-hmm. most days of the week um so it's hard for me to like want to do that all the time outside of that but sometimes i do like i go on kicks where it's like okay i'm really into it and stuff like that and i'll oftentimes use it as kind of like a hobby thing but then there's other times where i'm like yeah i think i've i've i'm teched out i need that time off i've done my tech for the week yeah yeah i feel like that's kind of like where a part of my like imposter syndrome comes in is that i'm not that tech guy that goes home and does tech guy stuff when you're off the clock, you know, it's like, I, I, I always looked at those people like, oh, those are the people that are really good at PowerShell or programming in general or anything like this. It's like, oh, that's because they, they get off of work and they go home and they're still doing that stuff. You know, it's like they eat, eat, sleep, breathe it, you know, um, where it's like, no, I go home and it's like, you know, I've got older kids now that are in their teens and it's like that just like consumes so much of my time, which I love, you know, I love doing that stuff. And, and so it's hard to, to say it's like, you, I, a little bit of that imposter syndrome kicks in when you're like, hey, I don't really do that stuff when I'm off the clock anymore, you know? Even the PowerShell stuff is like, hey, if I, I might not, I might, there might be a month or two months or whatever where I'm not even writing about PowerShell stuff because of just, just other topics that I've got to hit. And so again, it's hard. It's like, oh, I haven't even done PowerShell for a couple of months. I can relate to that. Yeah, it's hard to get up and running again after taking some time off. I've definitely done that before. Yeah. You know what's strange though? Like I won't start my own projects, but I have a friend that will reach out often. It's like, hey, I've been working on this PowerShell. I'm always happy to jump in and help. Like I'm just not a I'm not a self-starter. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy to help. That's as far as it goes. You know, I guess I should speak to my experience. Uh, I learned a lot of my PowerShell when I was super into it. And I was willing to like spend, I was interested enough to want to spend my extra hours that I had instead of on different hobbies on like, okay, I'm really working on this module. I have to push through the confusion that I'm dealing with now and just be in that confused state longer before I really get it. And once I did that, I felt like I was at a new level and things were just a little bit easier for me, but that took me a couple of weeks. Um, And I think to go back to a super old, not super old, a great interview with Jess Pomfret where she talks about, you know, we're all like a metronome. And when you're ticked on and you're gung-ho and you're excited, go ahead and make your progress and do what you can in those times. And when you're not, you know, take the time to recover. And 
me having that on moment was pretty helpful for me. So if you're feeling the passion about PowerShell, um, it can be helpful to chase that. At least make good use of your work hours because I think a lot of times we don't maybe use our work hours as efficient as we can. So if you can, work with your manager to prioritize your investment in PowerShell if you're learning it and trying to get to that next level. And maybe try and do that stuff earlier in the day if you can on a consistent basis because your growth as an IT professional matters and it's going to be hard to if you don't have extra time outside of work. I think my metronome is broken. I think it's like always stuck on this side, you know? <laughs> Dude. Too much it, car soccer. It be like that, as they say. Dude, it's been a, a rough... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm with you in, on the whole... I just don't have the fire I did for a while, but um, <clears throat> you know what? Good news. I'm taking a week off. I think that that might help with some of that, oh, what sure. I'm dealing with. Yeah. You know, I get jealous a little bit of just like sysadmins that um, have these problems and stuff and that they can focus on on resolving them with PowerShell and stuff like that. I'm like, that is, that's a really like unique and a cool and a learning opportunity right there. And you can grow so much from that, you know, that the few situations. And again, like before PDQ, uh, PowerShell, unfortunately, wasn't the bigger part of my life. But um, the few opportunities that I did have, where's like a, an AD project and uh, another one was some kind of a FTP project that I was working on. Anyways, that I did get to use PowerShell, like I felt like I grew so much with just those couple of projects, you know, um, that I wish there's like, gosh, I wish those projects just kind of kept coming because I feel like that's what would really drive me. You know, one, you're at work, so you're getting paid to be there and do the stuff. But those projects that come and you're looking for like creative solutions and you're trying to figure out a way to, hey, I don't want to have to deal with this every day. So let me just automate it. You know, PowerShell is the way to go. Yep. You're automating it. You're making the amount of work that your team or whatever you're responsible for has to do long term. You're invested in it. You get to benefit from it. It is kind of cool. Um, especially if you don't have a toxic environment, you know, you kind of have that teamwork aspect, maybe a little bit too. I definitely consider that a gift. Um, in my, my time as a sysadmin, I would definitely show appreciation for the fact that I get to sit in a comfy chair with some cool screens and solve problems and learn, 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 learn all the time, right? In order to solve a problem, you're going to have to learn some new things a lot of the time in one way or the other. So we're like professional learners and, you know, honing that ability to learn over the years um, is very, very, very helpful. And it's just, for me, it's been such an enjoyable process. I think I just thought about how to get my uh, actual home automation done. Well, I, I just need to make a list of, of each step mm -hmm. and just give it to my wife. And then every, every like third weekend, she could be like, oh, it should be nice if I could push a button and see all the doors are locked. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll hop right on that. All right. <laughs> as long as it's someone else's project, you're happy to hop on it. Dude. <laughs> Dude, there's so much truth to that, though. It's like, it's, it's so weird. We're all so different in the way that we get started on projects, what motivates us, what gets us going. It's crazy that just different things work for different people, you know? And it, it, that's what's hard is like, you know, you can listen to people, their talks and whatever, and she's like, I don't operate that way. I don't function that way. I don't get motivated that way. So it's hard to listen to your advice when that just doesn't feel like it, you know, applies to me because I, I know myself. I know what will and won't motivate me. And that's a good, you know, option right there is like, yeah, like if somebody else in my household has an issue, like I'm usually like I drop stuff and I like hop on it. But if like I've got my own issue, I'm like, oh, I'll just put it off. 
Well, that comes with an added advantage. If she's got the list and she's picking certain things, then she's clearly picking the things she wants the most. So I really am adding more value that way. I, I think I'm onto something here. I think I'll, I'll you report, are. I'll report back in a month when no progress has been made. <laughs> hey, you know what? Like Brock's saying, we all do work differently and figuring out how you work. And you know, some people work well with a project manager type situation. Others are good at project management and enjoy that aspect of things. I think Don Jones talks about there are people who are really good at starting tasks and getting thing, projects done. And then there are also people who are really good at sustaining things and working on keeping them going. And, you know, there's all different types of people and it's okay to not compare yourself to others and, and to instead compare yourself to yourself. And I think that's some advice that Jordan's given on the podcast that we've heard a bunch of times from people that they really, really meant a lot to him is don't compare yourself to others. You hear us talking big game every week with some awesome people. Don't compare yourself to that. Compare yourself to you. Yeah, I remember talking great. with uh, I remember talking with Kelly one time, and he said he loved mowing his lawn. <laughs> and at first, I just had lost all all respect for him because I'm like, "There's no way you're just lying to my face. There's no way you enjoy mowing your lawn." But he's one of those just task oriented people. He's like, "I love to have stuff on a list that I need to do." And I get so much motivation from checking that box and getting it off my task list, you know? And I'm like, I would just rather not have them on my task list to begin with. But, you know, that's just the difference between us. And he does. He, like, thoroughly, he looks forward to when his grass starts growing and he can go out and start mowing it because it's just a thing for him to do, you know? Does he want to fly down to Florida and mow mine? <laughs> right. I can use it. Yeah, no, he, he's been clear on that. He does not care about other people's lawns. He likes to okay. mow his lawn. Dang it. I could give him a small ownership. He could have a small little uh, corner. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm glad he's my boss. Keep us on, on track. Cause that I need that amazing. as well. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people work really well. Like at least I work really well when I am connected with what I'm doing and interested in it. And if I'm really passionate about something working on it, I can get things done really fast. If I'm not, it can be pretty challenging at times and, you know, dealing with creating a task list and going through it one at a time. Um, definitely is helpful for me and using timers to be honest for me too, because I can get so hyper-focused and distracted and there's a lot of tabs always open for me. That's a, oh, that's yeah. an issue I have. No, I've got the same situation. I've got a 42 inch. I use a TV as my monitor and I literally have six windows just all stacked and like equally partitioned out on my desktop, you know, and there's just, always populated with stuff that I'm always looking at. So the whole thing's just filled with data and information and whatnot. So you're a day trader. <laughs> no. Of technology. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wish. Yes. He writes blogs because he wants to. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. I don't even get paid to be a PDQ. <laughs> well, Do it for fun. I, I would actually insist on the money. Like I, I love PDQ, but I, I still, I'm here for the money. Yeah. Money's nice. Um, it makes the world go round and also feeds me. That's Food's true. good. Yeah, food is good. good. So is gosh, bad. I was I was jealous. And maybe this is a good time to shout out the uh the work Andrew's been doing with our Discord community. I mean that place is jumping. So if oh, yeah. you haven't had a chance, the PDQ I'm not sure. How do you even find it? It's just it's just, just PDQ. Discord.gg slash PDQ. Keep it simple. <clears throat> yeah, that's keep it simple. Um, but yeah, that place is awesome, man. We've got a really good growing community there, really active. There's some awesome people, whether you're, you know, whether you're just wanting to talk about IT stuff, 
product related stuff with PDQ, PowerShell stuff, off topic stuff. You know, I was looking at pictures of food that people were posting and it was making me hungry as I'm drinking a stupid protein drink. But it's a cool place to be. Yeah, it is. And it's super cool to see a lot of people kind of in a similar place, whether, you know, I know not everyone here is into our products or is a customer of us, I should say. So it's there's some people who are into that. There's a lot of other people who are kind of earlier in their PowerShell journey and our products mm-hmm. make use of PowerShell. So there's a lot of kind of overlap there. And it's it's super cool for me to be able to see people growing and people excited about PowerShell and going through a lot of the stuff that I went through. And, you know, Jordan mentioned automating new user onboarding and these awesome things and, you know, to be able to kind of get more hands on to that experience and see that more often is, is really great. Cause that's one of my goals for this year was to help out more with that beginner area and, and really, cause there's more of that than anywhere else. So like there's most people there that need help. Yeah. And it's cool to see uh, kind of like you said, there's, you know, there's people joining that probably aren't even customers of PDQ and you don't, you don't have to be, you know, it's more just a good place to go for resources for just IT people or just kind of that tech field in general, you know, uh, there's so much useful information out there and we're like the, the community, our PDQ is full in on it and we're, you get a lot of us jumping in there trying to answer questions or help people or, you know, just uh, being social in there. But a lot of times it's the community itself that's jumping in and answering questions and doing all this other stuff before we even have an opportunity to go in there and help out with something, you know? Yep. Super cool. Look to that. I kind of do want to explore doing that Twitch streams of like, hey, I'm going to work on this. Check it out. I know there's some other people in the PowerShell community who do that type of thing. So I will heckle you if you do it. Please do. I think the way that I've seen this type of thing done before is people stream to Twitch, but they're also streaming in Discord. So people mm. who want to like interact and talk maybe can hop into Discord and they'll also be on Twitch, but then they're also interacting on Discord. But anyways, great ideas, great ideas. You can, yeah, you can do that and I'll be streaming my poor attempts at playing Rocket League. Ooh, I yeah. am good, but man, when you get up to those higher levels, Dude. gosh, man, there's there's some people out there that are nuts. You're getting out my master plan. Yeah. I was going to say top one percent. My first thought was, is that the best you could do? <laughs> I think honestly, yeah. Brock, am I wrong about the percentages? Are you better than top one percent? I uh, I don't I don't remember what it is. Okay. Um, if, if there's people listening that do play Rocket League, I'm I am usually Grand Champ one by the end of the season. I, I go from champ three to grand champ one and it's probably it maybe it's top two percent or something like that i don't know the the percentages fluctuate and i haven't looked in a while but it's up there i understood some of those words yeah i have a feeling there's like three people out there like yeah i love rocket league yeah (laughs) and everyone else is like those are my three new favorite people yep yeah they they showed up for the uh, power show but they stayed for the rocket league that's what I was hoping to turn this podcast into. So, <laughs> well, mission accomplished. <laughs> Hi, Brock. I didn't uh, give you any uh, forewarning because secretly we're enemies, and I wanted to surprise you with this. But uh, we have a segment in the show called the Common Parameters, and uh, they are three of the most difficult questions you'll ever have to answer. Ever. We let some people get some prep work in there, not you. <laughs> good, good. Not I didn't you. want it. That <laughs> would actually just, it would probably be worse if I prepped, so. All right, so the, the first part of this question, I'm sure you'll have plenty of examples because there's going to be lots of them. But I'm curious about the second part. So 
what is one time something went wrong while in the job? How did you handle it? <laughs> what did you learn? <laughs> Wait, why are we all laughing? Because I insulted him. <laughs> uh, you know, if you guys haven't had a chance to work with Jordan closely, I mean, you're really, really missing out. I mean, one moment he calls you handsome, the next moment he just <laughs> completely just ruins your entire day. But uh, no, there's the, you're right. There's been a lot of them. Um, almost like that one time I corrected your PowerShell script and I was right about it. I'm sorry, you corrected your PowerShell script. You own them all now. <laughs> That's true. I do own it now. Um, no, I would say, so there's two things that come to mind. <clears throat> and uh, one of them was really bad. This was like early IT. I, maybe I was in IT for like a year at this point. You know, I had transitioned. So I was working at a bank at the time. And I had transitioned from being like a teller, new accounts person, um, straight into IT. And they they gave me keys to the kingdom, and that's never a good idea, you know? And so I think at one point, probably within the first year, maybe two, um, I had deleted an entire OU out of AD <laughs> and all the objects that went with it. And there was no, you know, no recovering those. I mean, that was... I, I went over to my boss and I was like, hey, can we just, uh, you know, bring these back? And he's like, no, <laughs> so <laughs> no, we can't. Real, real quick for those at home, there is a way you can turn on a recycle bin for AD. Yeah, there so was no recycle were, bin. Yeah, In fact, I don't even know what's doing that. that. Yeah. I, I, would, I would research that because you can set up so you can recover objects, which is important because yeah. instead of just rebuilding the object, the same name with a different GUID, which causes problems, you get the actual... Mm-hmm. object back so if, if you're concerned about that i'd look into uh enabling the recycle bin all right sorry yeah, to we uh no you're good the uh um i want to say maybe it i want to say our domain level is probably like 2003 or something like that and i don't know if recycle bin was there in 2003 and people can probably go and fact check me i could be wrong maybe we just didn't have it enabled i'm not sure but we did i'm pretty sure we raised our domain functional level after that, made sure the recycle bin was turned on and everything. And in fact, the next place I went and worked, I made sure that the same thing was turned on, even though I kind of knew what I was doing at that point. But yeah, that was a process. I mean, hours and hours of being on the phone with Microsoft trying to recover those IDs and everything. So that was a big one. Another one was uh, uh, trying to do a file server transfer, transferring all the data to a new file server, using RoboCopy to do that. And that, uh, and, you know, the, the transfer took a long time. It was a lot of data. <clears throat> and then I found out after like, okay, the, the data transferred. It was that weekend. We were going to go cut everything over and everything. <clears throat> and uh, I don't think I got all the flags right on the RoboCopy script. And so the permissions weren't there or something like that. Because I went through and I'm like, yep, everything's there. I've got access to everything. Everything's looking great. And my coworker's like, that's weird. I can't access anything. And uh, that was one of those moments I was like, you're like your jaw, your jaw drops. You're like, oh, crap, you know, and it's like, OK, can I move that data again before the weekend is out? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, that was a bad one. So is that what inspired your RoboCopy blog? Uh, there was a little inspiration in there. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, you, you've got the, the first part down. What did you learn from this? Um, I learned to make sure the recycle bin was enabled on Active Directory, <laughs> and not just to go deleting stuff willy-nilly on a production environment, and uh, to, you know, properly test your scripts before you're running, you know, a script on an entire organization's file servers. 
you know, make sure you, and that's a, that's actually a hard one. You know, testing stuff properly is not as easy as you would think it would be because there's so many just small instances that things can go wrong. Like, Hey, yeah, everything filed over. Everything looked right to me, you know? Uh, but you know, as soon as my coworker went to go and test it and he's like, Oh, I don't have access to anything. Well, crap, all the permissions are gone. So it's just things like that, that you got to try to account for like every scenario, every situation. So the more time you give yourself, the more time you have to prep and properly test stuff. I mean, the better off you'll be. All right. Well, you passed the first one. You passed the first one. Even me being unnecessarily mean, mid question. You, I'd you rolled with it. If you weren't. All right. Question two Are you ready for the second common parameter? Hopefully. With all of your knowledge now, which is extensive, I can verify. What's one tip <coughs> you would give your younger self when first starting in IT? It would have been a good opportunity to buy Bitcoin back then. Not an IT tip, but uh, it's a good one. <laughs> no, uh, a, a lot more downtime for PowerShell. <laughs> I would. Uh, yeah, a lot more time to myself to create projects that I'd probably never get to. Um, but uh, in all honesty, PowerShell is a big one, you know, and that, you probably get that answer a lot is like, hey, yeah, you know, when PowerShell came out, it's like when I first heard about it and started working on it, I mean, this was like late 20 teen something, uh, you know, 2000. 17 something you know i probably heard about it before then but uh when i actually started like kind of using it a little bit it was probably around then and what powershell was first released like what 2007 earlier than that it was being worked on 2003 something like that so it's been around for a long time and to like have that head start on something like this could be just massive i like it i i accept your answer Wow, two for two so far, Jordan. Hey, but this Pick one, it up for this last one, man. Give this one that big. no one, no one can get. What are your three favorite modules? You know, I would probably have a lot better answer for this if you had let me write that top ten PowerShell modules blog. Not but only did, not I, only was... did I still the blog, but the rough draft is due Monday, and I don't even have an outline. <laughs> so I would have a better answer for this. Um, you. Uh, you know, you you will do a better job at that blog, though, because there's just no bit doubt in my mind. You've used more of these modules than I have. Um, I think the three that I'm going to pick are probably pretty bland. I think PS Readline, again, like you guys were saying, blows people's minds. And it's just functional, helpful, you know. And I think we were saying yesterday in our, in our little group meeting that um, it comes installed with 5.1. Is that right? But it's an older version. Boom, you got it. <clears throat> Something like that. So, yeah, I mean, make sure you've got the newest PS Read line. Look into it. It's awesome. It'll just make your life better. The other two, uh, this one is probably not as important as it was, but the AD module, um, just because, gosh, I, I, I lived in AD for so long. So much of my career was just dealing with AD stuff. Um, and it's so cool. It's so powerful. I know that Azure is kind of taking over and that's the direction that Microsoft wants to go. So it's probably not as prevalent as it once once was. Um, but anyways, the, the Active Directory module, super great, super awesome. If you've got a lot of users and stuff to work with, definitely the way to go. Uh, the last one is the uh, PS Windows update because it's just a better way to go. I like it. So the, the Active Directory module is... As long as there are people that are still using on-prem Active Directory, that's going to be a critical module. Yeah, for sure. And if you're using on-prem with us, 
get rid of it and just go with PS Windows Update. Find an alternative. That shot's fired. You don't like to just <laughs> set something and hope at some point it follows through? Yeah. Which it, no, it does I, I, eventually. It does. It usually does. Um, I do like to know when my stuff's deploying. You know, it's like, oh, hey, yeah, this this you know security patch is pretty critical. I would like it to deploy today, the next hour, the next couple hours. But, you know, whenever uh, WSUS decides to deploy it, who knows? Dang shots. Bringing the heat today, Brock. Dang. You know, I you know I do fall on the uh, the side of I would rather replace with us, but you know I will say like everybody else, all the opinions are fair. But it does, like you said, it usually works. Um, it's pretty simple to manage and everything like that. You kind of go, you set it up, whatever it does its thing. But <clears throat> the only reason that I'm kind of like bitter towards it is that I think it could be so much more, and Microsoft just kind of like built it and left it. You know, they didn't add to it. They didn't extend it. They didn't add functionality to it that I think a lot of people wanted it and needed and assumed would be coming for it. It's just like they added it. Hey, this works. All right, we'll just leave it to die, which, you know, there's probably a lot of other products that could be brought up that kind of followed that same life path. But so, yeah, for, for those that like, like you said, W says the, the timeline, there's some issues in there, but the module you listed does work with WSS. If you have that set up in your environment, you can still use WSS to approve or unapprove patches, and then you can use the PowerShell script that will go through and install based on what's in there. So they actually work. That module works really well with WSS as well. If, if yeah, that's the, there is just it's just one parameter, right? You add to it to uh, point uh, your WSS server, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the, there's uh, I can't remember. Parameter. Can't remember the top of my head what it is, but there's one that you can say, look at. W says first and other one that says just look online. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. You passed it. I thought I had you that one. But yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you a pass. Appreciate it. C, C, C plus. The problem is if you have me on again, I'm, I'm not going to have three other ones to pick. So. Well, we actually don't have any defined rules about repeating. <laughs> good. Also, I'm feeling pretty good that this is a one-time thing. I just, this hasn't felt good to me. <laughs> just, yeah, let's cut just, this. One. Just kidding. <laughs> Andrew deserves better on his birthday. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right. It is my birthday today. Yeah. All right. Well, Brock, I don't know if you're aware of this, but shielding like a fine wine gets better with age. We have with us the greatest all time show master in, in history. And it's his birthday, which means he has aged, which means right now for this podcast, you are about to hear the best shill ever. Take it away, Andrew. Wow. You know, my son always says, he hears about the shilling stuff that I do. And he's like, dad, how many shills do they, shillings do they give you for a podcast? He keeps loving that, going back to that. But you know what? Not only am I a shillionaire. Jordan. But with 30, I became a genius. Nice. Yeah. In fact, I'm so smart that I finished a puzzle in three hours. It's supposed to take three plus years is what it said on the box. Now, I, I, I feel like that joke was for Steve Judd. Well, no joke about it, my man. But it's not, it's not about just how smart I am. It's about how great this podcast is and how worthy it is of praise. Thank you for listening. Brock, thank you for joining. You shield for us a little bit. Appreciate that. Um, give us a five-star review. 
I'll say it. Give us a like, comment, subscribe. I'll say it. Give us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us what your favorite module is. Tell us what new thing came to PowerShell that you're excited about. And you know what? While I'm here, can I just read a quick review that I saw on Apple Podcasts? Five stars, of course, but we got fantastic podcast. It is the gift for all PowerShell fans. Thank you. Inspiring, helpful, and exciting. Very polished and interesting podcast. Inspired me to get new tools and books that have made a huge difference in my work. May never have found these resources without this podcast. Thank you. We do this together. We are a community. Thanks for listening. Brock, thanks for joining us. Where can people find you? You got anything public? What do we got? I mean, I've got a lot of public blogs out there. Um, you will, you'll find most of them pdq.com slash blogs. Uh, you know, we've got some other awesome writers out there as well. You'll find my work on there. Um, I do have a Twitter. It is not super active. I think it's just Brock Bingham. Um, you know, it's mainly just retweeting blogs and content out there. So, uh, you know, hopefully one of these days I'll pick it up. That's on my to-do list that I've yet to get to. So, Hey, and maybe one day I'll get a notification on my Twitter that you retweeted one of my things. That'd be nice. You never know. That's when you know. It might happen. The world is full of opportunity. Brock, thank you for joining us. Jordan. Absolutely. I couldn't think of a better birthday podcast, you all. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Good night. I'm glad you enjoyed it because it's all you get. That's fair. Thanks for listening to the PowerShell Podcast with your hosts, Jordan Hammond and Andrew Plaw. He's a troublemaker. He's a rabble rouser. The PowerShell Podcast is a production of PDQ.com, making device management simple, secure, and pretty damn quick.